0: action pack awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now everything i learned from movies helps to make life a little bit groovy but the one of plot goes over two of It's time to get busy with your friends, Even Izzy.
1: I've waited for hundred years for this day. You are needed. We are in the last city on Earth. Some call it the perfect society. But others know better. Government control is total. People disappear as though they never existed. But there are rebels who believe in freedom and who fight in the name of the disappeared. I am one of
0: them. Yeah! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is
1: Everything Everything I Learned From from Movies. movies.
0: And tonight we talk about the 2005 summer blockbuster,
1: Uh,
0: Eon Flux. uh, But first...
1: We're not sober
0: enough for this. We're too (laughs) sober for this. Uh, But we have a wonderful selection this evening. Uh, Mm -hmm. This one's from Ewinter Brewing, Salt Lake City, Utah. It's their seasonal pumpkin Pumpkin ale. Pumpkin P-U-N-K apostrophe N.
1: Like my sweet pumpkin.
0: Exactly. Pumpkin pumpkin. Ale brewed with pumpkin and spices.
1: Alright.
0: Here we go. Pop the top. Take that, podcat.
1: (laughs) There was a podcat napping near that beer. (laughs)
0: Mmm, that is... A fantastic color, at least. All
1: right, that is a nice kind of between dark gold and amber. Yeah,
0: like a reddish orange almost.
1: Mhm. Ooh, it smells really pumpkiny.
0: Yeah. It smells like pumpkin
1: spice, and a little bit of honey. I'm a gonna fix it.
0: Cinnamon, clove, mm. and some nutmeg. From yeah, the there's
1: almost a little bit of a fruitiness to it from. Um, I'm assuming maybe it maybe it was lagered. Uh, but, yeah, you definitely get some of the pumpkin spice, but it's not, like, crazy overpowering or sticky sweet. Very clean, refreshing finish. Yeah, it's
0: pretty light-bodied.
1: Yeah. yeah. Are you getting almost that logery like, fruitiness?
0: Yeah, that may be uh, being as it was made during the fall season, and this is early January. <laughs> <laughs> that may be some of the logery. but um, <laughs> kept okay. nice and cool for a while. But, it's yeah, it's pretty good. mellow. I like it.
1: hmm mm-hmm.
0: All righty. So Eon Flux. Eon Flux. Um, as some of you may know, uh, all you cool cats out there, uh, this is based on the early 90s MTV series uh, back when you know MTV had music on it. Um, uh,
1: I believe it was part of their Liquid Metal.
0: That sounds right. Yeah, Liquid Metal lineup or something. Uh, it was on after like Beavis and Butthead and stuff like that. Uh, so that I can say
1: was. I was a little bit too young for this. Um, I, I had... Not I didn't know anything about all of this, yeah.
0: so well, I, I was, went into
1: this movie, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, <laughs> ready for adventure. She,
0: she was really confused with a few of the scenes, and I'm like, Oh, it's, it's a reference to the. Where are their hands on
1: her feet?
0: <laughs> what, what's with the fly in her eye? Uh, oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> why? Are, why is it so close up of them making out? Yeah. Why? What,
0: what's with the tongues? Yeah, okay. Where tongue so, are
1: their hands? Where are so, their hands on everything? So,
0: so when this was on MTV, I was, I will say, 10 to 12 years old, but I had also seen movies like Heavy Metal and, you know, the, like, late 70s, early 80s, kind of R-rated animated things. Yeah. yeah, I have
1: seen a lot of those, too, but I would have been 6 to 10 when this came out, so I would have been a little...
0: Yeah, my uh, my, my dad raised me right on uh, some of that R-rated animation stuff in the early days. He was mm-hmm. a big rock guy. Uh, <laughs> one of his favorite movies of all time is Pink Floyd's The Wall. That yeah. Call you a lot right there. Well, um,
1: when he was cremated, he requested he dip- to be put into a Pink Floyd CD case. That so, is correct. Yes. And his wishes were honored.
0: They were they <laughs> absolutely were. So
1: there's some insight into Steve's dad. <laughs>
0: Uh, so he was kind of like, oh, yeah, stay, stay up late, watch Beavis and Butthead, just make sure you're in bed by midnight, blah, blah, blah. Uh, this was usually on around, like, 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> so
1: you were in bed by midnight?
0: Yeah, exactly. So it was like the, but it was like one of those last image kind of things. Mm-hmm. It was like, ooh, maybe I, maybe I should watch it, maybe I shouldn't. But it, it's a very futuristic, the animation, uh, very... I don't know. American. I
1: don't care. It's se- very it's 70s. Yeah, it's very 70s. It's uh, I we just watched some clips of the TV show, and it the animation style reminded me very much of like uh, the original Hobbit animated movie. Yeah, yeah,
0: you can see that. Like, yeah, but, um, um, like
1: low budget American animation.
0: Yeah, definitely check out some of the TV, at least the clips from the old TV series. It'll make watching the movie a little easier. <laughs> yeah. Just to so get some weird references, but it's a very weird... And, you know, 10, 12 years old, I was a little confused watching it. But. <laughs> oh, at
1: 31, I was confused <laughs> watching it, so...
0: <laughs> yeah, well, the movie came out uh, scant 14 years later. Um, <laughs> but starring, Is this one
1: of those movies that nobody asked for?
0: Actually, this one, like, I, I remember being really excited when they... Uh, because it was around the time, like, CGI was becoming really commonplace in the early 2000s and stuff like that.
1: I was in high school when this came out and I remember being really excited. Like, it looked cool. It was very much up my alley. I was, excuse me, I was very much into, like, sci-fi stuff and, like, creature movies and, um, you know, all that stuff and, like, seeing the ads for it, I was like, oh, what is this? cool and weird yeah. and trippy and then everybody who saw it told me it was terrible it was
0: a fire. And was so garbage i
1: never watched it yes it was a garbage <laughs> fire i what
0: what happened with this is uh, also around the same time the tv series was on was when there was the uh, phantom 2050 uh, i think it might have actually been like on right after Eon flux but uh, you know the movie the phantom with billy yeah. zane There was an early animated TV series at the same time this was on, where it was, I think, even like the exact same animators and stuff. But it was very similar, like the very skinny people that that exaggerated
1: long limbs. Yeah,
0: very crazy kind of stuff going on. And then only four years later or so is when they made the Phantom with Billy Zane, and that was
1: (laughs) elongated figures, almost (laughs) grotesque. No, wait, what?
0: (laughs) No, no, it was the uh, basically they wanted to be. The shadow, <laughs> or something. The shadow. Like uh, it was. They set it in you know depression era, so they could afford. No the, honey, the They thing. were
1: trying to make it Dick Tracy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> or the Rocketeer, for all I know. I love the it's Rocketeer. Like, I love how I would sneak sneaking around wearing nothing but uh, purple leotard. Uh, and, uh, and I can't tell if that's Billy Zane because you know he's got some eyeshadow on.
1: He's always got eyeshadow on. <laughs> I, he wears guy liner. Thank guy liner, you
0: very much. Yeah, Anyway, I was afraid this movie was going to be that, but they, you know, a decade later, but they were very much like, oh, no, 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 we're really putting money into this. It's going to be very futuristic, very CGI. We even signed Academy Award winner Charlize Theron to lead Ooh, it. Uh,
1: Academy Award winners always make their next project just completely, <laughs> like, blown adolescent field totally crazy. Absolutely. Fantastic, awesome, right?
0: Their next summer blockbuster is always a hit. Uh, Every. I.E. E Catwoman. Right. <laughs> Coming up next. <laughs> <laughs> up
1: next on everything I learned from movie
0: <laughs> But uh yeah, this is shortly after she won her Cami Award for Monster. And I think she did like North Country right after, which is a movie I saw in theaters but no one else did. It's okay. What's that movie, Steve? Uh, it's like Aaron Brockovich, but it's about
1: <laughs> it's, bil- like, Aaron bil- Brock- it's Brock- like
0: building a pipeline and it's like Aaron uh, Brockovich
1: meets no country for old men. <laughs> 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 yeah.
0: Actually, that might be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Hollywood, if I got an idea for you.
1: <laughs> you know how chicks are really in right now?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> they call it fracking. <laughs> oh my God, Steve! Delete <laughs> this podcast. No one can know about this idea until we <laughs> until we patent it.
0: Uh, so this movie. <laughs> <laughs> the important uh, thing
1: is we've maintained our consistency of being like 14 minutes into the podcast and not talking about the movie we're talking about.
0: So uh, it happens when we add beer to everything. Um, <laughs> but yeah, again, Charlize Theron is the titular character, Eon Flux. Uh, there's also uh, Marton Zulkes uh, playing Trevor Goodchild. Uh, you know Martin, he's a guy, he always plays the Russian bad guy in like every show he's in, except he doesn't speak, you know, doesn't have the Russian accent in this one.
1: That's why we didn't recognize him, he was just a white guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Johnny Lee Miller plays his brother, Oren Goodchild. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also a couple cameos from uh, another Academy Award, I think winner or nominee, Frances McDormand as the handler. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, she's a lady with glowing reddish orange hair. Yep. Uh, and then Pete Postlewaite as the keeper. You may remember him from the trailer as saying, I've waited for 100 years. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, uh, this is set in the year 2415.
1: Ooh, ooh, Thieves. I think I can do this entire plot in 90 seconds.
0: Ooh! Alright, let's do it.
1: Alright. Are you ready?
0: Ready, ready, ready. Wait, wait. Let, let me get the watch ready. ready? <laughs>
1: Alright, so basically this is a movie that takes place in the future, because they don't tell you it takes place in the future until like 45 minutes into the movie. It's about a girl whose sister gets killed, so she decides to go on a killing rampage of all the government people. Turns out the government people, nobody can breed anymore, and so the government people have just been basically reincarnating everybody for the last 400 years. One of them wants to fix the problem, one of them doesn't. Everybody dies at the end.
0: Wow. That didn't even take like 30 <laughs> seconds. That was... Wow. All right. Well, join us next time when uh, the. Yeah, that's pretty much the plot. Damn. Um,
1: Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) next (laughs) beer
0: on the fun facts. (laughs) (laughs) Fun facts. All right. So in between that. (laughs) There's a
1: lady. Oh, I forgot about the lady with hands on her feet.
0: Yeah. Exactly. The lady with the hands on her feet. The technology. Technology in it pretty cool but like right out there
1: stuff i've say, like when it introduces you though into this movie it waits too long like if you are like me if you go into this movie not knowing anything about it you know bright night and bushy tails it's confusing as fuck because some of the stuff is kind of like of our time but a lot of the stuff isn't and then like
0: yeah, there's a lot of people say, saying things that are very matter of fact, and you're like, "Wait, what? That doesn't make any sense." But it'll make sense once you know the backstory yeah. too. And, um, it's like, "Oh, the Good Child," mm-hmm. and blah blah blah. Yeah.
1: Who the
0: fuck are the Good Child? <laughs> hey, you'll figure. It out.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like seriously, like you don't find out who a Good Child is until a good half hour into the movie. Yeah. You just keep hearing their names, and it's like, "Oh, that's the Oracle or whatever bullshit." It flies above us to remind us, mm-hmm. and it's like,
0: "Remind you of remind what?" Of what? This is bullshit. <laughs>
1: Remind you to never forget.
0: <laughs> never forget nine eleven? That's, that's an interesting turn. Because
1: uh. the movie I think came out before.
0: No, yeah, it was after.
1: Okay, technically.
0: Never forget. But it would came yeah. out in two thousand five. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it just um.
1: I don't know, it having seen the whole movie now. Super interesting concept. Mm-hmm. I think poorly executed because the storytelling wasn't great in this particular scenario of
0: it. Well, and, and it, there's certain things in it, like in in 400 years, people may have evolved to where they can basically fly and become Cirque du gymnasts, and yeah. everything they do is very gravitas and streamlined and very artsy, Everything, so even when they're else. breaking into facilities.
1: That was something else I didn't get. Could she basically pull off Matrix shit because she was a trained assassin? Or can everybody do that now? And,
0: yeah, because, like, uh, short of, like, the uh, stormtroopers who were getting shot left and right, yeah. just kind of... Everybody was doing that stuff. Like, all the yeah. assassins, all the good childs even some random people on the street were kind of doing like backflips and stuff to get out of the way things. Yeah, they and they <laughs> needed
1: a little bit of the training montage. <laughs> like, like you know, like like I joined the group after this happened and then you just needed a little bit of like, and hey, now I have these enhancements. Like there's a whole yeah. scene where she like flips her head back and then she's got like a robot eye and she can see poison in her water and then yeah. she flips her head back but they don't, like, she just flips her head back and then her eye's black and then it's like oh, there's like Uh, early 90s orbits floating in her water (laughs) and she puts her head back (laughs) in and it's just like and she she just like looks at and she goes beginners and sets it down and she's like how are they beginners because you can see the orbits in your water (laughs) <laughs> or like, is like Orbus back now? Or like, where do I get it? Do you remember that beverage yeah, with I the Yeah, I know what you're talking
0: about, yes. The Goober For reference. Well, um, <laughs> <laughs> and then there's like the lady that has hands on her feet. And yeah, it's she's like, like,
1: check out my new attachment. And it's like, can you just do that now? Yeah. Or is it because like you're part of the secret society?
0: And, and also, does that help? Because it just makes your wrist less... Wrist slash ankle weaker, and you know, oh, you're hanging upside down or something. I don't know. It's
1: yeah, but but the thing is, like like the people in the marketplace in the very opening scene when we're introduced to her sister. Oh yes. Can they do that, or is this just technology for the super assassins? I still yeah. don't know that. Yeah. Can the people in the marketplace just suddenly start doing matrixy shit and climb up the walls? Like, is that just part of, like, public schooling? Well,
0: and they also have cool tech, like, those balls where you can whistle and they'll follow your whistle and then go onto a wall and make it explode depending on how you whistle. I mean, they got that in Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Yeah,
1: but you understand <laughs> that he, he's the only one who has one of those, and it's because he's an assassin slash, like, bounty hunter slash, like, criminal guy. Like, yeah. His little magic flute in that is because, like, for a reason. and this, their magical whistle balls. Like, I don't know if you can just, like, go down to, like, the local Walmart and buy those. Like, yeah. maybe everybody has those. Maybe.
0: Yeah, it could be. Costco and get a whole bushel of them. Oh, my God, and- yeah.
1: Hey, Steve, I need you to get me some, like, whistly ball bombs. <laughs> like, you know, just get the generic brand. I like, don't need the name brand. I mean, yeah. you know, like, it's just paying.
0: They 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 work. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, get the Kirkland ones, but I mean, make sure you get like a case of them because I definitely definitely don't want the neighbors' dog coming through the
0: fence. <laughs> oh, because we have that new uh, blades of grass thing. That's for. It. By the way, we really need that in this life where, like, a dog will come and shit on your lawn and it's like, all of a sudden the grass turns into razor blades and starts (laughs) dicing people.
1: (laughs) See, but see, like, if I had it, I wouldn't want the dog to get hurt. I'd want it so that it only turns into blades of grass for healing.
0: Well, then it, like, like, pops their hand. you know, maybe it's little blades that, like, push the bottom of their pots and go... Oh, so it's just
1: annoying? Yeah. Ooh, or it gets, like, really cold or really hot, so they just, like, run away? Ooh, there we go. Yeah. Yeah.
0: This thing still recording. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: this is a million dollar podcast.
0: Oh uh, well, um, so yeah, she's going to. Uh, she wants to bring down the establishment led by. No, the she, she and the wants good to and,
1: kill the people who killed her sister.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's
1: really all she's after.
0: It's this, this essentially royal family, the Good Child, who basically run everything. they have own all the money. Four hundred years. Yeah, for hundreds of years. Um, but then, she, this is where the movie kind of goes off somewhere I didn't expect when I watched it. She meets up with a guy like ready to like pop a cap in his ass and then bounce. They look deeply into each, each other's eyes. eyes. And it's like, wait, don't you remember? <laughs> what? Don't you remember? What was her name? Christine? Or... Elizabeth? Rebecca?
1: Yeah. Yeah, so, Catherine.
0: Catherine? Catherine, Catherine. That's it. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Catherine and then that's when she gets Billy Club from behind. By the way, the first time she showed she was actually human is when she got knocked out.
1: Right, I that was thing, like I'm <laughs> like I'm watching this unaware of any like basically how this thing works, and I'm like, oh, they're all cyborgs. Like the yeah. government, the reason why people are just pointing is because government's just deactivating them. Mm. Like I'm like, all right, cool. Like they're they're all like sentient beings, and because also part of this is they like can't leave their city, like they're walled in because they.
0: Cause outside the c- of the walls is this. Uh, there's disease and these things, the uh, disease that killed 99.9 percent of the plants. Yeah, so there's only 50. I think it was 50 million or 15 million, and it's all in this one city.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: um
1: but yeah, and so uh, they don't know what's like beyond the wall in that. And so, of course, like I'm watching this, going like, oh yeah, no, there's it's uh, going to be that they're all like robots and they're like. It's pets, the village. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're gonna go out and Night Shyamalan's gonna be like, ha, surprise! What is this? <laughs> what What
0: is I <laughs> mean, uh, reboot with that night shuttle on, I would actually probably watch that.
1: But he doesn't direct. He He's simply has a cameo. Produce,
0: right, cameo, you know. And it's directed by Jewel Dash or something.
1: Yes, Jewel Dash. <laughs> no, no get John Carpenter in on this
0: thing. Yes. Yes. Synthesizer music would go so well with the year 2415. <laughs> yeah. um, so yeah, while she's in captivity and blows herself out, that's where she starts remembering. Uh, <laughs> and then that, she blows
1: herself out. And then she
0: blows herself out with her whistle balls of boom
1: After they make love, and she blows herself oh my out.
0: God, right. <laughs> yeah, it, well, she starts remembering. That oh yeah, I used to bang this guy, Tr- Trevor Goodchild.
1: Yeah, so let's and, bang him again. Yeah,
0: so and th- there's like something like I know where she is, and they meet up in this like random bedroom. <laughs> right. And it's like I knew you would come here. Oh, but
1: and she, they like uh, his his posse comes in, and she's like choking him to death. Yeah, which. Another part where I was like, oh, they're all cyborgs, because, like, you think he's dead. Yeah. And then the next scene he's in, he's just rubbing his neck, and I'm like, like, oh, okay, they're just, like...
0: That was a mild irritation to my throat. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, okay, so was he
1: dead? Was he passed out? Like, this is, again, just, like, poor storytelling.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's very... Stuff like that, it's all over the place. Uh, Then she starts unraveling a mystery a la Resident Evil and Ultraviolet, and every other movie that looks exactly like this one. Yeah, so basically they've
1: been reincarnating people for the last 400 years because people can't naturally give birth, but they don't want to tell people because then they'll freak out. Um, So basically whenever somebody wants to get pregnant, they go to the doctor to see if they're pregnant. The doctor in vitro's them and then goes, Oh, Magic, you're pregnant! Um, And only a handful of people know about the government conspiracy but as people keep getting reincarnated they're starting to have more and more memories of who they were before and they're getting confused and um eon aka Catherine, in their like first life she was trevor's uh wife but everybody thought he was a different person when he was with her so when she passed away supposedly Her DNA was destroyed but the keeper of the DNA decided to save some and he decided 400 years was a good time to wait to bring her back and so she's not supposed to be back. And the only people who truly know what's going on are the good... The two good child boys, because every time they're reincarnated, their old selves tell them,
0: yeah, teach them the whole them story
1: of everything, so that they can try and find a cure. Yeah, but then uh, what, was, what was the other? Was Trevor and Oren. Oren. Uh, Oren in this life has decided. He likes the way things are going. He doesn't want a cure.
0: Yeah, he, li- he likes running everything, which, you know, absolute power.
1: Yeah, and uh, Trevor's going, no, 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 but I think I actually got it this time. Like, it took me 400 years,
0: but I think yeah, yeah. I figured it out. I, mean, I think I got it this time. I actually have a cure, and he's like, oh, I don't care. Blow up his, blow up his laboratory. <laughs>
1: By the way, Trevor's an idiot. He has zero backup. Yeah, right? Like,
0: I assume everybody's got a flash drive in their head like Johnny Mnemonic or whatever and can give right? a backup of all that stuff. And, like, I mean, I know they can... <laughs> like instead of having cell phones they go <laughs> these glowing chat rooms they just kinda like close their eyes and they're in this chat. Oh, room and they have to like scratch through their skin. Oh, that's right. There, and there's like, a little well that's cut. the button to it. You know, it's yeah. like scratching mm-hmm. through the back Which of their neck really or their lower back and it's like
1: think of it a wiggle 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 <laughs> and then the they
0: transport. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Boop. <laughs> Boop.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah, it's a it's a <laughs> like it's like you have a hidden button. We've like hidden it. It's like it's attached to like the back part of your neck. You actually have to scratch off the skin so this way nobody knows.
0: You <laughs> <laughs> just itch in the back of head, It's like ah. It's like the like, log on. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the log on from AOL. <laughs> <laughs> You've got ale. <mail. laughs> yeah. would be pretty sweet. But that, that's not uh. exactly how it works.
1: So, so, but this is yeah. why. So, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna cheat a little bit. See something right. I learned from this movie? Mm-hmm. Even if 400 years ago doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: it's true. It's true. Uh, uh, so yeah, there's right. there's a couple cool like actionish scenes. I mean, it's mostly CGI, but it's cool. It's a it's actually a pretty movie. Like it's it beautifully is very shot. Pretty. I mean, she um, released own. Right.
1: I love her
0: no. incognito outfits, where it's like oh God, yes. her, her morning dress. But By the way, keep an eye out for the memes later this week, because oh. one of those is going to show off her incognito I do, dress.
1: I do have to say, I really <laughs> like the costuming on this. The costumes are really yes. cool. Completely ridiculous and did not fit into the story, but whoever's in charge oh, of costumes did an excellent job like designing them. They were really interesting. Um, I like the way the battle scenes were shot because you were never confused who was where. Like yeah. The problem I have with Michael Bay movies is everybody ends up looking the same and then it's like, well, who just got blown you up? You just was say it...
0: white. No. <laughs> white or robotic. Well, one of
1: those things where it's like, who just got blown up? Was it Marky Marker? Was it Bumblebee? I don't know. <laughs> Next scene. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
0: uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mention this up top. Mm. Directed by Karen Kusama. Who's that? Uh, she became famous when she won a bunch of Sundance awards or something for a movie called Girl Fight starring Michelle Rodriguez. All right. Uh, she also then she did this. This is basically her first big production.
1: Directorial debut.
0: Her big feature, like oh, summer blockbuster, oh, oh. blah blah blah. Uh, spoiler didn't do so well.
1: <laughs> um,
0: so then she did Jennifer's Body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the way. May also be going up on future podcast. I'm judging. Uh, and basically, since Jennifer's body, which, by the way, also didn't do too well, uh, she's done uh, TV episodes for shows like *Halt and Catch Fire* and *Masters of Sex*. Kind of a random hodgepodge for her Those higher. are shows. Yeah. <laughs> *Halt and Catch Fire*. *Masters of Sex*. You've heard of neither of those? All right. Well, they <laughs> exist. Just trust me, they do. <laughs> um, but yeah, is yeah, uh, yeah. It seemed to be. Just kind of all over the place. uh, Didn't have a very strong. uh, Basically, just a little backstory would kind of probably help a lot. Little backstory and kind of a leap. (laughs) And
1: the only character who seemed Mm -hmm. to have any like actual character was Trevor Goodchild. Yeah, everybody else like, "What is Eon Flux's main character attribute?"
0: Vengeance and confusion.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like she's stoic
0: not, vengeance and fairly stoic confusion. And her uh, her
1: lesbian girlfriend, who they cut out the lesbian part.
0: Uh. What S- is her Sifatman character? Pokemon or something what, like that. Yeah.
1: yeah. What What is her character attribute?
0: She has feet, hands.
1: Yeah, I mean, like the character. She seems are, angry. I feel they could have <laughs> given. I don't know. I just they could have given the characters a little bit more. I wasn't sad when everybody dies at the end. (laughs) Like, I didn't miss anybody.
0: Unlike Rogue One, right?
1: What are you talking about, Steve?
0: Uh, Nothing. Nothing. All fully adult characters. No, but, I
1: mean, the thing is, like, I realize this isn't a character piece. This is like an action movie and that. But for there to be, like, for you to be rooting for somebody or rooting against somebody, you have to, like, kind of either like them or hate them. Yeah. And I feel exactly the same about almost all of the characters. Like,
0: Trevor Goodchild's the yeah, only Trevor's one. Trevor's the only one where it's like, oh, man, I don't want him to die. He's doing good stuff. He's trying sort really hard,
1: him. and he's been teaching his little self for 400 years, knowing he's going <laughs> to die. And
0: yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's odd. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Really I mean, like, the rest of the characters all are the exact same character. Yeah. Like, is, is Eon's character any different than... The gal she takes orders from, from the secret society, any different from... The handler, from yeah. The handler, like, I mean...
0: different. The keeper has one purpose and that's it. Even he, he one I felt like it. I had...
1: I felt more of an attachment to than most of the characters <laughs> in this, because he had a goal. His goal was to bring her back at the proper time to get Trevor to do the right thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So, he even had more character development.
0: And he's on screen for about... Three minutes. <laughs>
1: is that? that yeah. And I'm not even sure he's really there. I think he's a hologram.
0: Well, he is a hologram up yeah. there on the ship. But yeah, yeah.
1: But is he a sentient hologram or?
0: Yeah, we don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess like or anything was it just... that was being moved around, is like he was telling a computer to do it, and it was. Then there were like little claws. Yeah, so so here's the question: like, is he
1: pre-programmed or is he AI?
0: Okay. Let's... Ooh.
1: Cause I mean he could just be running command like I mean you know he could be yeah, like run, your running, laptop just run, running, running command.
0: Running bits of code and yeah. Yeah.
1: Or is he actually sentient? Is he? Is he an AI? Can he make his own decisions? Like was he programmed to reboot her in 400 years, or did he decide now is the time? Mm. See the story could have been so much there, more interesting. There must be
0: whistle balls in my head because my mind just got blown. <laughs> 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 Uh, uh, so yeah, that's, uh, that's the movie, Eon Flox.
1: Let's get another drink.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, let me to get another beverage for you, my lady. We have a selection from 21st Amendment Brewing here in Ooh. San Francisco. Uh, this is their toaster pastry, which is an Indian-style red ale. Ooh, fancy. So got a cup ready. Here we go.
1: Yeah, do. Can you read that tiny, tiny writing?
0: I can, actually. Our first beer out of our new brewery is an homage to its former life as a toaster pastry factory. Biscuit malts give the beer a slightly nutty, crust-like flavor, while pale and dark crystal malts create the mouthfeel and flavors reminiscent of strawberry jam. Calypso and other experimental hops give this ruby ale a welcome bite, plus a few more in the hop back for, yeah, a few more in the hop back for a toasty, sweet aroma. All right, here we Come go. back's
1: for like dry hopping. Yeah. All right. Mm. Pour here. Ooh, that is a pretty color.
0: Yeah. It's very similar to the last one. A little yeah, darker, but a little,
1: little more red. You get a little bit orange.
0: Yeah. All I right. Got the aroma.
1: So definitely has some Simcoe in it.
0: Mm. I can.
1: I'm, I'm getting a little the like cypressy off the Simcoe, but. Very yeah. complex, hoppy head. Um, let's
0: see if it. Yeah, a little bit of pine. Yeah, it's a nice little IPA. And, but you
1: definitely get like fruitiness off of it, for sure.
0: Yeah, there's a fruitiness. I there's also a little gonna... little caramel in the, the base, too. Like a little yeah. sweetness to you, it. you
1: definitely get some maltiness. And yeah, there's a finish that is kind of... It's weird. It's The finish is kind of candy-like without being... Sickeningly sweet, if that that makes any sense. I think it's because it's very hop forward, but then the ending is very malty, which is kind of the opposite of.
0: Yeah, it's very full, full full-bodied. Yeah, like it, not not entirely like feeling like a big stout or whatever, but full-flavored and there's a little body to it. You can definitely Mm. tell. Enjoyable. Yeah, very much. Go ahead and try it. Twenty-first Amendment Brewing.
1: Woo!
0: Are you ready for some fun facts?
1: Fun facts, super fun facts, fun.
0: Exactly. Uh, other people that were considered uh, to be cast instead of Charlize, mm-hmm. uh were Michelle Rodriguez. Again, oh. the, the director worked with her before. <coughs> and Demi Moore. Mm. Demi Moore might have been interesting. She was probably late 30s, early 40s, right? Yeah, yeah. This been yeah. about 20 years after the Brat Pack and stuff. So yeah, she would have been like early 40s, mm. maybe.
1: So if they had cast her, would it have been her daughter who got killed <clears throat> instead of her sister?
0: Mayhaps. Mayhaps. Um, and Michelle Rodriguez, is like, eh, I don't know. I I mean, she's alright, but I... As, like, a lead in a big blockbuster movie, I mean, Fast and Furious, she, she just acts angry. I mean... <laughs> she, ooh, she could have been the uh the friend with the uh hands on her feet. Ooh, yes. Hey. Hand beat. <laughs> there you go. Yeah,
1: no, Michelle Rodriguez is good at angry and confused.
0: Yeah. That's the yeah. best character. And, and forgetful the amnesia or <laughs>
1: that? <That's> Amnesia.
0: Why <laughs> do those movies always come up on this podcast? Because
1: right. they're soap operas and everyone loves the soap opera. Yeah.
0: Uh, but instead they went with Charlize Theron, which I think is awesome.
1: Excellent, it's yeah. great
0: for an African-American woman to uh, win Academy Awards and be leads in summer blockbusters. Does not
1: happen enough.
0: Does not. Um, by the way, I just listened to uh, an interview uh, on uh, Girl on Guy, the uh, Aisha Tyler podcast. Definitely mm. listen to that. It's okay. Charlize Theron, she talks about, she's just a badass. Uh, <laughs> apparently growing up in South Africa uh, during apartheid, Um, well, you know, towards the end of it, I guess, but apparently, um, her dad was a drunk and, like, abused her and her mother, and then one day he got really drunk, and his mom had to shoot her to death, (gasps) or shoot him to death, um, (laughs) and she was there for the whole thing, and she was, like, 12, 13 years old, and it's, she, she seems like an incredible, listen to the interview, wow, it's And and then it's, like, literally, like, while the trial for that's going on is when she's, like, winning all these beauty contests and becoming an actress and, uh, like, Devil's Advocate was, like, two years later or something.
1: Oh, Devil's Advocate. I love that movie.
0: Anyway, Girl on Guy, Aisha Tyler Podcast. After you download all our episodes, download a few of them. (laughs) <laughs> Hashtag love you, anyway, back to this movie. Uh, production was delayed for over a month while Charlize Theron uh, recuperated from a neck injury she sustained while slipping during stunt training. Yeah, mm-hmm. she did a lot of the training with like the Cirque du Soleil <laughs> people to get things down. Um, after the inj oh my gosh, <clears throat> after the injury, she still insisted on doing her own stunts, although she does have stunt double claws in her contracts, of course. Nice. Um, At one point, Darren Aronofsky was attached to direct this film. Uh, He's the guy who did, like, The Fountain and Requiem for a Dream. Look at my face. Yeah, she has a, like, scared look on her face. This movie would have
1: been terrifying.
0: It it, it would have been, but it probably would have been exactly like the TV series. Just awkward feeling. There would have been
1: so many more hand feet and eyeball flies.
0: But Aronofsky also does a really good job of telling a story.
1: It's true, it's true. <laughs> even with
0: the, like, slow reveal and stuff, but still giving enough up front. It just might have been too uh,
1: gross for me.
0: I feel like probably instead of this, he did The Fountain, and that makes me sad, <laughs> because that movie... Uh, I, I, I'm i sure all of you out there love The Fountain because it's a love story through time or whatever, but...
1: Hey, Steve, can I tell you a secret? Go for it. I never watched The Fountain
0: I heard it was really bad, and so I didn't watch it. Join us next week when we review... No. Yeah! That could have been interesting. Um, And according to director Karen Kusama, who did this movie, um, after finishing the movie, the studio fired her, recut the movie to a 71-minute long version, uh, which tested poorly. Shocker. What? And then asked her to edit the film again, but not back to her original vision. Apparently, huge parts of the plot were left out, and even one character's sexuality of being gay was cut out by the studio.
1: That wasn't cut out. That was, it was, pretty, it was pretty heavily implied. Yeah, implied.
0: yeah, yeah. They they share moments. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so apparently it was one of those they saw the I don't know, I'll see my like two hour and fifteen minute cut, and were like, get it out of here, get it all out of here, <laughs> nope. cut it down. We can't
1: have a two hour lesbian love film. I'm <laughs> um, sorry.
0: You do you realize you hired Karen Kusama to direct this movie, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. but, you know, she, she she came at the right price. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's fun facts.
1: Um, facts fun
0: facts. Are you uh, a little thirsty for one last beer, my darling? Yes. Excellent. Let me get our uh, last selection here. All right. And our last selection of the evening comes from Talisman Brewing back in my hometown of Ogden, Utah. It Ooh. is their Uplifted Scottish style ale. Mm.
1: Mm. We picked this up back in August when we got married.
0: Actually, this one I got uh, when I went for Christmas, so it's a little fresher. Yay! Uh, as a tribute to the 5,000-year-old tradition of brewing in Scotland, we brewed this classic 80-shilling Scottish ale. This ale features a malt-forward, lightly roasted, and caramelized flavor, incorporating faint hits of smokiness. So lift up a pint, not your kilt, and enjoy this seasonable Scottish ale. Cheers. Woo! Alright, this one is in a bummer. Twenty-two ounce bottle. Yeah. There we go. Mm. Ooh, look at that coming off there.
1: Mmm. Nice little <laughs> CO2 coming off it.
0: The pour. Ah, That looks delicious.
1: Oh shit. Suck that head. My husband's sucking head for podcasts.
0: Ah, things I do for my podcast.
1: Mm. It's got a very malty <coughs> aroma. It's a nice brown color. Yeah,
0: good brown. It's a little
1: cloudy. It's got a nice khaki-colored head. Khaki. Just mm. taking a sip. How
0: is just, it? Just well, got foam. Just got foam here. I'll take it out of the bottle. And...
1: But uh, yeah, the foam is very malt forward, getting kind of that uh, maltyness flavor off of it. Almost a little flowery even.
0: Yeah, it's really light for a Scottish ale. Oh, ha! Oh, uh, I think I know why. Why? Uh, This is 4%. Ah.
1: This
0: is, uh, sorry, this is a thing that happens in Utah. Uh, Apparently I bought this at a liquor store or somewhere. And um, what they do is they have a, a strict laws about alcohol percentage in beer in Utah, or if it's like sold in a grocery store or something. Uh, it apparently. has to be, like, 4% or less, and... And
1: if it's from out of state, it has to be, like, 3.2 <coughs> or something, yeah. like, Bud Light is too alcoholic.
0: Yeah, it's, it's weird, um, and apparently I must have gotten this at a convenience store or grocery store or something, it's 4%, but, but still, pretty good, it's yeah. got a little breadiness to it, uh, little caramel notes.
1: Yeah, very tasty. We have had the, like, full... Like, full yeah, experience. I think it's,
0: like, normally, like, 7 or 8%, and it's, 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 a like, a Scottish, like, like, yeah. a, yeah, it, like 80 like shilling is, like, pretty, it's, like, also known as, like, a wee heavy, or it's pretty similar to that, where it's you know, kind sure. of a very malt forward, uh, 6 to 8% range, usually, um, but this, this tastes more like, um, like, like a, what's known as like, an English bitter, mean yeah. the special bitter where it's got a little bit of hoppiness to it, but it's mostly just a good, bready, biscuity, with some caramel notes and smokiness to it. It's not bad. It's just not what I was expecting when I was taking a sip. No. <laughs> uh, but, sweetie, what did we learn from this movie?
1: Well, I learned <coughs> that even in 400 years, the cloud does not work.
0: That's right. The cloud is, <laughs> the cloud is flawed. You <laughs> lose all your data. <laughs> Um, I learned that uh, uh, basically vengeance can be confusing when you are a reincarnated clone of a past life. I don't
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, well, not from this movie, but I just learned apparently an 80 shilling uh, Scotch Ale is the session version.
0: Oh. So what so on purpose for session there. Interesting.
1: Which is probably why they were allowed to carry it in the grocery store.
0: They mm. might have several versions of it, because so I swear we had this before, and it was like 70%. Oh, yeah. we,
1: we've had like a 9% uplifted or something like that.
0: Mm. Interesting.
1: As opposed to the kilt lifter, which is also like 9% from Elevation 66, and it's delicious.
0: That is also true. Elevation 66, mm. check them out now. Woo!
1: <laughs> oh, but yes, yeah, things we learned from this movie.
0: Yeah, um, I learned technology in the future is weird, but it will all kill you.
1: It's true. Like, everything is deadly in the future. <laughs> Everything's big on Africa. And
0: and I and I feel like this is what children of men wanted to be, but had budget problems.
1: Yeah. I also <laughs> learned that if you've got graboids, you've got ass blasters. No, wait, that was a different film. That was film. a different film.
0: You've got graboids. you got, got ass blasters. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So yeah, Neon Flux. See ya?
1: Flux? Uh...
0: If, I would say if you like the Resident Evil movies, there you go. of which there are many, including the alleged final chapter coming out in a couple weeks, <laughs> if you enjoy those, check this out. It's it's at least yeah. pretty to look at.
1: Yeah, it is, it is a pretty movie. If you're looking for some art inspiration or some yoga techniques.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you want to see Shirley Theron in Skin Tight Unitard.
1: There's that. Uh,
0: showing off, but show, still showing off a little cleavage. This is the film for you.
1: Classy cleavage.
0: Classy, you know. Yep.
1: There's a lot of pretty people. If you look at the pretty people. In the
0: future, everybody's hot. That's true. what I learned.
1: Fact. <laughs> All right. So this Resident Evil final installation yeah, final is this going to be like shares goodbye tour where it goes on for like 19 a- years? Another
0: three years. There's going to be no for real the finalist chapter. Yeah.
1: No. Well, see, I'm thinking it's going to be part one, part two, point part three. Trilogies are super big right now.
0: Mm. And Paul W. S. Anderson always has a sequel bag at the end of his movies. Yeah. Mm.
1: Yeah. It's possible. Are they still dating or married? I or? think they
0: are still married.
1: Okay. That's why she's still in them.
0: That's why that's why she's in every movie <laughs> he makes, I think. Um, and pretty much that's it. Like it's yeah. <laughs> those movies unfortunately. I I enjoy Mia Jovovich as an actress. She's not horrible. If you've ever listened to this
1: podcast before, Steve wishes he had married Mila Jovovich.
0: Oh, I'm pretty sure I mentioned during Event Horizon that Paul W.S. Anderson is living my life it's from true. when I was 12 years old.
1: It's true. He's <laughs> living 12-year-old Steve's future <laughs> life.
0: He made Mortal Kombat movies and Resident Evil. and Married Mila Jovovich? Three, three Musketeers with fucking explosions. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, Steve. Head month. <laughs> Write it down.
0: Head Splody month. Yeah,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. So yeah, the Flux. I say check it out or not, whatever. Unfortunately, it's not on uh, Netflix anymore. <laughs> womp, womp. <laughs> but you can find it on Amazon and uh, all that stuff. And if you're gonna go on Amazon to watch it, Ooh. be sure to click through our link. And, and what's that uh,
1: web page you can click through, Steve?
0: E I L F M. Everything I learned from movies. E-I-L-F-M dot podbean dot com. Woo! That's podbean like flicking the bean. <laughs> like
1: beans, beans, and music. fruit. The more you eat, the more you choose.
0: That's the one. The more
1: you choose, the better you feel.
0: And if you enjoy our podcast, let us know. We're on the Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on the Instagram. We're on all that stuff.
1: And have beans for every meal.
0: And have beans for every <laughs> meal. Absolutely. We'll, we'll hear about it. Uh, <laughs> and if you would like to donate, we have... We have a Patreon page also on Podbean. So yes. you go to the website. Uh, there's Amazon link, PayPal, all that fun stuff. Really, we just want to hear from you, and there's a lot of cool things coming up with the patrons. Uh, we can get cool art. Uh, yes, donate money, episodes. and I'll make you art. And she makes some <laughs> lovely art, as you can see, again, from our Instagram.
1: Check out Untidy Venus on Instagram.
0: Yep, and, yeah, we just love to hear from you guys. Woo! a lot of fun for us. <laughs> Anyway, until next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything Everything I Learned learned From movies. Movies. Have a good night, everybody.
1: Oh, the podcast passed out. Oh, no.